So, what James is filming, by the way. Hi there. So what we've decided to do is every Wednesday we're going to do like uh, uh, what we're going to do again. So we're going to do a question and answer session, basically, but based yeah. on questions we get in the comments the week before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got any questions out there, so there's this chap flipping cars. He's asked a couple of times, and I'm assuming a more in-depth um, answer to how I got started in the trade. So we're going to do that today um if you've got any questions you want to ask me about i don't know about buy cars anything to do with car trading and then we've got james who's like our car guy who's more you know you know i'm more about the business than anything right yeah. james you're more car focused i'm, I'm, I'm the, about cars I'm the bigger anything. petrol head than you are, yeah yeah so. definitely yeah, yeah. you're like the yeah, you're the, you're, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at cars, to be fair. I don't <laughs> so, love them like you love them. Yeah, so I love the running of the business, that's it, what I like. It'd be more like models and specs and technology yeah. and yeah, that's yeah, it. engines that might be in certain models and that's stuff it. like so that. So if yeah. anyone's got anything they want to ask James about cars, just anything, anything that you've, you've seen from the, the videos and you think, oh, I'd like to ask James that. And also as well, don't forget we've got Wayne here, our, our valetor. So if you want any questions on you know machine polishing how to clean a car whatever tips and tricks yeah. yeah tips and tricks and then we've got the garage next door with mark the mechanic was like a master mechanic so if you've got anything you want to know about if you've got problems with cars at the minute and you're in a bit of a pickle just put it all in the comments because we re don't we read all the comments don't we James? yeah 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 every single one so we, re we read all of them and just ask us some stuff and every Wednesday we're going to do this ask us anything sort of uh, questions. So we'll do like 10, 15 minute video. So going back to that, I know the first video I, I explained how I got started, but I'm assuming you want a more in-depth, detailed explanation. So like I said in that video, I had, I had about 10 grand and I thought, right, I'm going to buy 10 cars with a, you know, 10th, 1,000 pack pound cars. And I thought, no, I better not do that. I'll buy five and then I'll have 5,000 pounds spare. And I know you're probably thinking as well, well, what did you do? Did you go to the auction? Did you buy them local? How did you get your insurance sorted? So first up, I got my insurance sorted and I'd done it at the time. I mean, we're going back 10 years ago. I'd done it with Tradex. And I'm pretty sure they're still going now. So if you want to Google that Tradex, they can get you started on a, a, a trading from home sort of basis. And at the time, I think I paid about two grand for that. Maybe 1,500 or two grand. Other thing is, at the time I was 32, so I know there is traders. If you're starting out and you're 18, it's astronomical, the insurance. I think it does get a bit cheaper when you get about 20, 21, but there is ways around it. So that's what I've done first. I got the insurance sorted because if you want to go to the auction, you need to provide them with a trade insurance certificate. So once you've got that trade insurance certificate, you can then go to Mannheim, BCA, G3 Auctions, Aston Barclay, all that and get set up. Yeah. 
Oh, if you go to Newark, you know Newark, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, well, well, it's Stone Newark, Acre, yeah. isn't it? Newark, I don't think they restrict on the old um, insurance policies. They're more of a, like, you imagine your old school sort of yeah, car auction. It's more, it's more old day, school, yeah. isn't it? So, Newark Auction is a really good one to get started at. Um, if you're from round here, well, it's a national company, it's Stone Acre. So I know there's like ones up in Middlesbrough, Stoneacre, we've got Sheffield, they're all over the country. All the par X's from Stoneacre get put into Newark Auction and there's some really good cheap stuff there. Well, there was back in the day and I do know a couple of people that still go there. So that's what you need to sort out first. Sort out your insurance. Obviously, you need somewhere to store cars. I'm assuming you're starting from home, something like that. Like, so I started off with five. Um... I remember the first car that I bought and it was a Vauxhall Vectra and I bought it off Gumtree for 350 quid. Gumtree, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Gumtree. And it was 350 quid. And uh, I went to his bloke's house and he, he, just, he just wanted shot of it and it had the engine management light on and I paid 350 quid. Then next, I went to the Valeters, I cleaned it, it had a long MOT on it and then I advertised it on Auto Trader. For like six nine five or seven nine five, and I sold it by the weekend. And I even put in the advert, you know, engine management lights on, etc. Yeah. Uh, etc. Et but it's got a long MOT, and this lad just come and he just bought it, and I made like three hundred and fifty quid, some daft like that. And that's when I got that 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 like bloody hell. That buzz. This, yeah, I got that buzz. I'll never forget. If no one sold a car yet, when you sell your first car, you mm. will. You'll never forget it. It's such a good buzz because at the time I was DJing and to make 350 quid, probably had to do two gigs to get 350 quid. So I was like, bloody hell, I've just got 350 quid and it was dead easy. So then I was like, right, I need to get down to the auction and buy some cars. I got, I had, I had sorted my trade policy out. So then I got in touch with BCA and I, went, I never forget, I went down to Derby and it was like a cheap sale and there was this Skoda Fabia that come through and it was red. So obviously you've got to remember, I've just made 350 quid on the Vectra, I'm thinking, this is piece of piss, this, this is right easy. So I go down to BCA, try and buy a car straight away, buy this Skoda Fabia, it was red. It had windy up windows and I paid like 200 quid for it, but with the indemnity fee and all the other bollocks, it probably come to 350, maybe 400. So you spent your profit from the previous deal, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, it all went. Uh, but I thought, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll turn it round and I'll be able to get 995 for this. Yeah. Anyhow, and this is the time where I knew absolutely nothing about cars. So then I get on the motorway, it's overeating. <laughs> the clutch yeah. was slipping. I was like, oh my God. So I don't know how I got it home. I got it home. I kept topping up with water. I thought, right, this car was be 400 quid. I'm not going to spend any money on it doing it up. So I'm just going to put it on eBay or Autotrades or whatever and just sell it for what it owes me. So I put it on straight away and then I'll never forget my ex-wife. Uh, she was really pissed off because that night I had this bloke from Romania ring up and he's like, can I come and see the car? And you know when you're young and when you when you first started out, I'm like, yeah, come round at eight o'clock tonight. You're <laughs> people, please. Like, yeah, you whenever, mean? mate, yeah, come <laughs> round. Come round at half eight, you know. 
So he turns up with all his Romanian family, and there's like 10 of them. And I'm like, yeah, there it is, you know, it's over here, it's doing this, it's doing that. And he mustn't have been able to understand me. He's like, yeah, he, he, I'll have it. And he gives 400 quid, he drove off, and then about half an hour later, all I get is a banging at the door, like, boom, boom, boom. This car, this car, no work properly, no work properly, we want money back. We want to imagine my ex-wife was like, bloody hell, is this what it's going to be like? <laughs> so I was like, there's your money back. And then I put it on eBay as an auction and I said, you know, all the faults with it and all that sort of stuff. And then this bloke from Liverpool come down and bought it. It was a bit of a mechanic and knew what to do. So this is how I got started off. This is how I got started off really difficult, you know, doing it from home. You know, my ex-wife was helping me, dropping me off at garages and stuff like that. But I even remember going to the auction with me, with me little lad in the buggy. You know, it was really bad bidding on cars and he was in his buggy and we were just getting lifts everywhere. And I had, I had about four, I could get two cars down the side of the house and I had two or three parked up the road. And I was just selling like Mondeos, Fiestas, uh, Focuses. It was everything under. The bread and butter stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. bread and butter, two, three grand stuff. And to be fair to it, it was flying out. You know, you, you would advertise it and within two weeks, it, it would sell straight away. So that's how I got started. But what I would recommend people to do is not like give up the full-time jobs straight no. away, especially when you, you're starting off with, you know, a small pot. Like I had 10 grand, which well, that's a lot of money, 10 grand, isn't it? And it's enough. Like if you're thinking, oh, I'll start off with 10 grand and I'll buy a an eight grand car, that's enough. the worst thing you can do. Because you could be sat on that eight grand car for absolutely months. Because anything over five to ten grand, don't get me wrong, some of it does sell straight away, it depends on what it's priced at. Yeah. But if you're starting out and you've already got a few cars, you know, you've got to keep the money flowing to keep the business growing. So stick to under five grand sort of stuff that your phone will be going all the time but the problem you have got is you know the, what are the customers like under five grand we're just going to say that they customers under five grand want more than what the car is actually worth and yeah. this is it, it's that strange thing that once you get above that five grand limit people expect a certain condition of car for the yeah. age and the mileage. Yeah, yeah. But no anything problem. under five grand, you, and the other thing is you can't prep it to the, you know, can't get it properly. Because you've just got not, not got enough margin in it anyway. Exactly, you haven't got enough margin. They're 10 years old as well. They're higher mileage, you know, so you need to be selling cars as well. People who are going to buy them with life experience. Like yeah. I always like selling Focuses and Mondeos because it's your, it's your like middle-aged sort of man that'll have it. It was like, oh, it doesn't matter about that scratch. It doesn't, pardon me, it doesn't matter about that little dink. But when you're selling the Fiestas and then you've got mum and dad coming round with the, the little car. princess. Yeah, first car buyers. And it's, and it's two grand, but they want it like brand new, don't they? Yeah, you because, know? It, because in the mind they've built themselves up to, I'm, I'm getting a brand new car. But it exactly. Isn't, to them it's brand new. It's brand new to them, but... That car's not brand new to the market. No, it's, it's, not. it's like buying a 10 year old iPhone. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You'd be like, look at that. But their expectations that 
first time drive. It's not the first time drive. It's more more the the, the mum and dad really. Yeah. They always seem to be a bit of a nightmare. So when I was starting out, I did enjoy selling the focuses, the the, the family cars, mm. you know. So that that's how I started out, and I was DJing at the time. I was still doing three or four nights a week DJing, and then I just remember Monday, Tuesday, I'd go to Derby, BCA. No, sorry, I wouldn't. I'd go to Manheim. So Manheim would be on. I think it was a Monday or Tuesday, mm. and it was the it was the 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 budget sale. So it was really good actually. It was Sandy Acre. I think Sandy. It was like a Ford agent. They yeah, put yeah. all their cheap stuff through. And you'd get some cracking, you know, the old shape focuses. I asked them. Mark on, ones. And, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mark ones, yeah. And, you know, you'd get them for 600 quid with the indemnity, maybe 750, 800 out the door. And then you could put them on the drive for 1500 quid by the weekend, yeah. you know. And then I would try and clear in my head three to 400. So if I could do two of them a week, it's 800 quid a week, isn't it? It's yeah. great. You've doubled your money effectively yeah. just in that time, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, when you're starting out as well, if you're doing the cheaper cars, you want to stay under the VAT threshold, which I think is about 80 grand. So if you do 80 grand's worth of sales, over 80 grand's worth of sales in a year, you're then going to have to go VAT registered, yeah. and then you've got to pay 20%, you know, you've got to pay on, your, on everything, every quarter. So, you know, when you're starting out, just that's another reason to stay with the, the cheaper cars. Just in my opinion, just to to cut your teeth, isn't it? To get the experience. To know what you're doing, yeah. yeah. And also as well, to build up your, your network is your net worth. So obviously, I started out and I've come down from Middlesbrough to Sheffield because... I was DJing in Sheffield on a Saturday night. Look, and I was DJing every Wednesday and Saturday in a in a, a club, and that's how I met my ex-wife. So she came up and asked for a record. I was like, oh, she's all right, and I asked her out. And then you know, roll on a year. One thing led to another. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the classic saying goes. Yeah. yeah. So we we uh, you know we had our little boy. And I'm still DJing, this is like I was 32, then 33, I'm like, bloody hell. I mean, so what I'm trying to say is, I was in Sheffield, I didn't have any contact in the motor trade. I didn't have, so if I can come down to Sheffield and get to where I've got, if you're from wherever you are and you know mechanics, you're laughing. But my main thing was getting to know the mechanics, yeah. getting to know the correct people. I think it's I think the important thing with that is sometimes don't be afraid of buying something that needs a fix. Yeah. Because you're gonna have to get to know people. Exactly. If you buy, if you buy a thing that's in mint condition, yeah. you're never gonna build up that base effectively. No, but no. if you body work especially, because yeah. finding people who can do body work well is important. Auto electricians because they're massively in demand all the time, yeah. aren't they? Now? Yeah. And the other mistake you might make in the beginning, or what I made was um you'd go to mechanics and they'd be really expensive and they don't know you from Adam. Yeah. So you haven't built that trust up with the, the mechanics. So that's what I'd done. When I started buying the cars, I just went round all the garages where I thought, oh, well, he's going to be a little bit cheaper or the rates on that's going to be okay. And I'm like, do I get on with that mechanic? Oh, have I got a bit of a connection yeah, with him? You know, a bit yeah. of rapport. Yeah, yeah. Find common ground with people. Mm -hmm. 
and like Daz at Viaduct, I've known him since the first year I started and we still use him now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, He's like our magician. He's our magician mechanic. So once you find one of them, you're laughing. So I found Daz and then body shops. I've been through loads of different body shops. But, you know, generally they're all pretty much the same. So that, that's why I do when I started out. My network was my net worth and just getting to know the cars. That yeah. was amazing. And the other great thing when I started out as well, ignorance is bliss. Because... I mean, I couldn't even tell if a clutch was slipping. And I've probably sold a few cars with slipping clutches or Honda Jazzes with the, the gearbox, you know, that like the bearings. Like yeah, now yeah, if yeah, I get yeah. them on, I'm like, oh God, the gearbox needs changing on this. But when I first started, I'd be like, didn't have a fucking club. No. I was like, oh, that's just how they all sound. It takes, it takes someone pointing it out to you to so then go, I know that for next time. Yeah, exactly. And you learn it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... You know, so so there were so many cars. I'm not saying that I was selling dodgy cars. I just genuinely didn't know that they had problems with them. I think this you is know? it. I was just about to say the important thing is, because I've tried dabbling in this with you a couple of times myself, I've had my cars that yeah. I bought, and just seeing if I can do it. Obviously, I'm working for you and I'm selling your yeah. cars the majority of the time now. But from ones that i bought personally or cars that I've had myself in the past, you very quickly learn that, you've got to be open and honest that's the yeah. perfect thing is like you're not trying to hide anything no. at all because the minute you try and hide something that's when it comes back to bite you on your yeah, ass definitely. you've just got to be like that story you had with the fabia then trying to sell it once but covering up all the problems didn't work so then you've just got to be open about yeah. it and get your money back effectively and there's always somebody for that car yeah there's always somebody who doesn't mind buying it with a problem no you know as long as it's priced at the right price. Someone might be selling it, breaking it for parts exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. Don't worry about it as well. Like, oh, I'm never going to sell a car. So, yeah, going back to how, so I, this is how I've got started. I've got a man I'm, I'm getting the cheap cars, I'm selling them from home. And uh, so, this, this is what happened. So, I'm selling all these cars from home and I'm, and I'm building up the, the, you know, just probably seven cars dotted about and I'm thinking oh this is stressing me out so we were looking to buy a, a new house me and my ex-wife and there was a house up in you know Norton where, 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 where I live now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so the house that that was just normal semi-detached house and looking back now it was the most ridiculous idea in the world but this house came up for sale in the garden when you've seen my garden, what's it like? It's, it's, it's massive. Yeah, it's yeah. like, so when I seen this house, I was like, Steph, we need to buy this house because what we can do is we can flatten out the garden at the back and we'll be able to get 10 cars. We'll just put all gravel and then we'll stick 10 cars there and sell them for more. It is, you know, semi-detached on a normal road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. Carpet round the back. People turning up. But I, I was just so focused. In my head, I'm getting some space. I'm getting yeah, ten yeah. cars. Yeah. So, so I was like, I put an offer in for the house. It got accepted, and I was all geared up to put ten cars at the back of the house. Also, as well, if there's anybody from Middlesbrough watching this, the, my mum lives on Ackland Road, and there's a bloke who lives next door, but three from my mum's called the Woodiest. And they actually have a shitload of cars on their front. They've got like ten cars, <laughs> and I was like. Well, if they can do it, I can, I do, can it do it down in Sheffield, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
but woodies are quite hard, so and I'm not hard. But so that was me, me, me that was my thinking. So this is what happened. We moved into this house, and the day we moved into the house, and the people moved into our old house. Now, our old house was was a brand new house. It had only just been built. We were only there for two years. The alarm went off on the old house, and the chaps that bought it rang me up, and they were like, "The alarm's going off. Do you know the code for the alarm?" And I'm like, "I don't. I haven't got a clue." Let me ring the builder who built the house. He might have the number. So I rings up Roger, Roger Garnet, if he's watching, top bloke. I'm like, Roger, um, we've moved house and the new people need the number for the alarm. He's like, it's whatever. He's like, why the bloody hell are you moving house? And I'm like, well, I needed a bigger place because I'm selling cars and I want to get 10 cars on my house. He's like, what the bloody hell are you doing that for? He went... I've got a car pitch that you can rent off me. It's empty and it's in Eckington. I'm like, well, how many cars can you get on there? He's like, about 20. I'm like, how much do you want for it a month? He went, 300 quid. I'm like, fucking hell, I'll have it then. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, all, isn't it? 300 yeah, quid. Yeah, 300 quid, 300 quid. So it was like, like, I know a lot of people watching this think, oh, well, you're just right lucky. You're lucky that that happened. But it wasn't, it was like you make your own look like fucking hell, all the shit cars that I bought, all the people I had coming round my house, it was just that little serendipitous sliding doors type of moment yeah. that always seems to happen when you're grafting your tits off. You just seem to get this little bit of luck. Something that comes just, to save you in that yeah, moment, yeah. Yeah, 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 it always, everything, with ending up here, everything. So that's what I was doing, I was working my tits off. And then we didn't have to put the cars at the back of the house. And this pitch, don't get me wrong, it was a scruffy pitch, but I tidied it all up really nice. We jet washed it, it looked lovely. And then I went onto the pitch in Eckington. And the good thing was, from the house that we bought, I think I had a little bit of extra money left. So, and I'd added to the pot as well. So the 10 grand had probably went to 15 grand. Probably could have added another five to it. So I had 20 grand's worth. Of, of cars that I could play about with. So 20 grand with 20, you know, it was all 199, 299 stuff. But the beauty of it was, once I'd got up to that 15 sort of cars for sale, I was busy all the time. Yeah. I was you busy. buy more, you sell more. You buy more, you sell more. And then the cars that were hanging about a bit longer, you weren't that fussed about being there as long because you're busy with other ones that you're selling. Yeah, one will come to replace that one you've sold. And exactly. Yeah, you can fill a gap, can't exactly. you? Exactly. It was, it was, do you know what? When I look back here, it was such a beautiful time. Yeah. So because we're reminiscing, I've actually got a picture of the... This is this is how I started. So this was it in Eckington. And it was a beautiful... Look, there's, there's my little lad. There's no... <laughs> so small there. <laughs> but you can see, you know, all the cars like yeah. I think that two, four, nine, five, that'll have been a grand. But this is this is what I want to get. Like this was a beautiful time in my life. This was when I remember having 15 cars on the pitch. I mean, look how all nicely presented they are. They're all lovely. Like, Your OCD was so happy then, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, honestly, I was so I was so happy that everything was straight. I mean, I remember that magenta. I gave 1500 for it. It had 7,000 miles and we sold it for like 
2990. You don't even see them anymore, do you? That's, no. Those cars just don't exist. No. Yeah. But the beauty was, you know, once that had sold, Monday morning or Tuesday when it was, I'd be straight down Mannheim and I'd replace that space. That's what it was, just replacing spaces all the time. And it was great. So that's how I got started. And then from there, this got knocked down and got built into houses. Yeah. And then, and then this came up. But by that time, I'd, I'd gradually built the pole. So that's how I got started. So I, I hope you enjoyed that. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>